You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to We Are Libertarians Daily. I am your host, Sarah Brady Wagner, here today with Hody Johns. What up? So as always, I'm sure you have an exciting topic for us to discuss. Yeah, yeah. So today we're going to talk about, uh, you know, I think with the election kick, you and I have done a couple things about voting in a row, but it's just so appropriate for the times. And today we're going to talk about ranked choice voting or ranked. So we're going to mix it up a little. Yeah, yeah. We're going to, as opposed to looking at like, oh, Mm -hmm. who voted on what? We're looking at the whole voting system entirely. Um. And man, I just hope that you have something bad to say about it because I have almost <laughs> nothing but good things to say about ranked choice voting. So uh, I love to be multidimensional, you know, kind of introduce the bad and the good. But uh, I have a lot of good on this one. I'll try to think outside the box for the bad here. But uh, all right. But yeah. <laughs> well, um, one of the other terms for ranked choice voting, uh, people often refer to it as an instant runoff uh, system. And that kind of depends on which way you're looking at it. If you are um, talking about how the individual voters cast their votes, they do so by ranking their choices. But when it comes to tallying those votes, it's considered an instant runoff system. And the goal of it is to make sure that somebody gets at least 50% of the vote. That's how it works in Maine. There's a a few. uh, It works differently in different places. Uh, A lot of times you don't have to get 50% of the vote. In fact, Maine actually had to add an addendum to make it 50% because it was just going to be straight. Uh, it was just going to be whoever gets the most points. Um, so um, are there plurality systems in which you just have to get another somewhat arbitrary number? Uh, correct. Or, or just the majority of it. So the me, I'm a sports fan, right? And so the best example I can think of is ranked choice voting is actually when they vote um, for sports awards and uh, specifically in baseball. I have a, a link in the show notes, but if you look at the um, NL MVP voting in 2017, um, two players split the first place vote evenly. Each got 10 votes. Now, there was like a bunch of players on there. Nobody got even close to 50%, right? You'd have to get, I guess, more than six, you know, more than 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But what they did was they were able to, t- to determine who the uh, who basically people thought the NL MVP was. Because what they were able to do is see who then said second place. Because with the ranked choice voting, you say, here's my first choice. Here's my second choice. So, for example, you're, you're allowed to have 10 votes in MVP. You don't have to use them all. And that's true in, uh, in ranked choice voting for politics as well. But your first choice counts for 10 points. Your second choice counts for 9 points, then 8 points, then 7 points, and so on, until you decide to stop voting. So in the baseball one, you could have all the way from your first choice having 10 points to your 10th choice having 1 point. A lot of p- players take pride just even bringing 1 point home. means they have a good had a good year. But in the NL MVP voting, they actually um, were able to determine who the MVP was because although they both had the, first, the same amount of first place votes, there was one with uh, more second place votes and overall more points and so uh yeah it's kind of like a point system in that case yeah that was thinking so that's that's not necessarily um what we would think of as far as our like the electoral systems because in those cases you get one vote um i guess it's kind of more of like a a weighted choice system yeah 
Although um, there are places around the world that actually, and the, this is, you know, I mean, just Wikipedia, if you like rank voting, you know, they actually, most of them actually around the world used, they call it rank voting, and they use that Wait same a minute, system. Hody. Are you saying that they vote in places that are not America? I I know I know we're supposed to be the only place that has freedom, but other people are in on the secret. No. They're starting to catch up. <laughs> oh, well, well, let's let's talk about if it's better. Then I mean, our if we're at least going to have other countries who are going to be jumping in and voting, we got to make sure that we're voting the best way, right? Uh, man, I would love to lead the charge on that one. I mean, we're already in the best in so many things, like education and defense and and incarceration. And, and incarceration rate and and haunted houses and stuff. So like, oh, I, mean, I like that one. We are, should, you sure, are you sure the UK doesn't have more haunted houses? I I haven't looked that one up. I admit that was just off the top of my head. Is something that I think when I think crazy Americans, that's what comes to my head. <laughs> um, you know, another way, just to kind of give another example to help people wrap their heads around how um, these kind of systems work. One that came to mind when I was looking over this is uh, if you've ever. Um, and been in college and you've like tried to join a fraternity or a sorority um the way that you go about doing that uh you have to rank your choices at the end of like each round and if the goal being that you don't have to pick everybody but you kind of decide okay here are all of the different uh, you know sororities that i could join and there's six of them and if I really don't like two at all and I wouldn't want to ever join that sorority regardless, then I could just rank the top four in order of, you know, preference, you know, most preferred to least preferred. Um, and you'll just get whichever one is the highest that also, you know, picked you back that was successful. So in this case, whichever, you know, when it comes to the electoral version of that, if you like, let's say in the last election, if you absolutely did not want to vote for Hillary Clinton, then you could rank your choices for Gary Johnson first and Donald Trump second, or you could not want to vote for Trump and you could vote for Hillary Clinton second. Um, yeah. And you don't have to include that third vote. So one of the critiques that I've heard kind of thrown about the system is that it steals your votes or, you know, gives your vote to somebody who you don't really want to vote for, but you don't have to rank everybody. You know, you only have to rank the people you want to vote for. I think your example with the sororities is perfect because it's most preferred to least preferred. However, they're all preferred. All the ones yes. that you rank are preferred, are, are a step in the right direction. So if you think someone's a step in the wrong direction and you're looking just to use that same example, the, the Clinton, Trump, Johnson. I, I provide this example in my notes. I did it the exact opposite way for the never Trumpers. But let's <laughs> use yours with the never Hillary people. So you say, okay, I'm not, never Hillary no matter what. Now, me as a libertarian, I'd put, you know, Gary Johnson first. But if, you know, if you just say, hey, I think Trump stands a better chance, I'm going to rank him first. But then to make extra sure that, you know, even if my guy doesn't win, somebody else is ahead of her, I could say Gary Johnson second and then just not rank Clinton at all. Now, in most ranked voting systems at other hypothetical places around the world, you would get then get three points issued to your first choice, Trump, and two points for Gary Johnson. And then because you didn't rank Clinton, it would be no points for her. Now, if you think all of them are decent choices and you're just ranking them, then you could put Clinton on the end and then it'd be one point for her, so to speak. Um, that's, that's 
it works a little bit differently in every different system. Like I said, the sports one is how I saw, and then I looked at a few other places around the world. But the one that we just started in Maine, um, it does just, you know, you count your top votes, and if that doesn't work, then it, then it looks at your second and then so on. Um, yes. So yeah. my understanding is that this system, we also have it in, um, there's a few municipalities kind of sprinkled around the country, uh, a handful in um, California particularly, but Maine is the first state um, to kind of take this on statewide. And um, in the U.S., they all seem to um, to be more of the system that relies on uh, each person getting one vote. So your votes for your second, third, fourth pick, whatever, those don't even come into play unless your first ranked candidate is in last place in the first round. And this actually came to place in Maine because what happened was is um, the GOP guy got more first place votes, but because he did not break 50%, then they counted the second place votes and um, the Democrat actually ended up winning in Maine. So that actually, it made a difference this last election. If they just went on whoever got the most, it would have been the GOP candidate winning in Maine. And so we got the Democrat. So it actually did change the vote in Maine. So this is a significant system with how, how it would affect everything. So it kind of shifts the incentives, really. Um, right now, we have a system that because it is, um, you know, a winner-takes-all system, and it, you've got Duverger's Law and things like that that are encouraging um, a two-party split, you also have a system that encourages um, animosity and encourages partisanship and, you know, being as extreme as you can. Whereas the ranked choice systems, um, they seem to kind of flip those incentives because if you are not only trying to appeal to your base, but you're also trying to appeal to other uh, voters who you might be able to get a second or a third place ranking of, uh, then frankly, you're nicer. You, you tend to be more willing to work with other um, politicians and work with your opponents. And um, there's, there's been some interesting outcomes. I know there was one municipal election, I think it was in California, um, where they really, they've, they've actually had this ranked choice system for a while. Um, and, but this is in 2017, I think it was, was the first year they really had seen it uh, put to use because they had um, two Two smaller candidates who each were pulling about um, 10 to 15 percent in polls essentially decided to um, team up and encourage their voters to rank the other as their second place um, because their goal, their uniting goal was that the incumbent needs to lose. Uh, and it was successful to my knowledge. Um, and so but the point being that it really encourages them to work together which can be seen as both a positive or a negative thing. Yes, you want more kindness, but then does that necessarily mean that you want um, collusion? Yeah, I mean, thankfully, still only one of them can get elected. I think that the kindness is probably greatly worth it. And I'm not even a guy who's necessarily incensed by the anger in politics today. You know, the election of... Uh, Shout out to my guy, Reinhold, who always reminds me. The election of 1800 was probably more barbaric than the election we've seen in our lifetime. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and so, you know, that's just kind of the nature of politics. But I think that this absolutely helps ease the, the divide between the two sides. 
Because as opposed to just saying, I'm the complete opposite of this person and I want to be, and hopefully I get more first places, if you know that second place votes actually mean a lot, then instead of just being like, it's okay that I got three points on these and zero points on these, if you can say I was got three points on all of these and then I got enough of the two points from the other persons, it actually rewards the person who is the best compromise between the mm-hmm. two of them. So it actually encourages um, it, it encourages centricism as opposed to polarity to say, we're going to cater to the fringes. You actually stand a better win- win- chance of winning if you cater to the middle. Um, and I think that that is probably the, well, I mean, it helps. Well, yeah, that's, lot, it kind of comes out to whether or not you ideologically would prefer that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would hesitate to say it's necessarily better because it encourages centrism, uh, but it's kind of a trade-off. Do you want a system that encourages, you know, extremism or do you want a system that encourages centrism? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would hope that everybody, I, I, I guess I said that and I, I guess I take for granted that, that there might be somebody who wants the extremes on the Republican or the Democrat side out there. I'm guessing that those, not many of those people listen to this podcast, <laughs> but uh, if for some reason you are far right or far left wing, ranked choice voting is not for you. Then. <laughs> um, you know, because like, okay, so think about it this way. Let's say you got one candidate that runs like a really divisive campaign and you know, they, and, and he can take, you know, he thinks he's got about 50% of the country, you know, maybe 48% of the country can get a lot of those votes and get them solidly. The other person might, might only be able to carry like 43% of the vote, but is a lot kinder, offers more concessions, offers more, like offers more to everybody, has a more broad appeal. And that person, so those, that 48% that's hyper uh, excited and divisive and, and wants to burn the other side alive, the other in ranked choice voting, that person who pulled the 43, 46% would probably win because those people would actually rank there enough people from the other side would rank that person a second because they're like, well, she's okay too, or he's okay too. And they offer some good, you know, some good things for our side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you actually, yeah, I just, it, it rewards that compromise. I guess I'm just reinforcing the same thing we're already talking about. Well, it also, it also kind of enables the one thing that we hear a lot is if, whether instead of I'm voting for something, you're voting against something. Yes. Ranked choice kind of actually enables you to do that because you have the option of not ranking someone. Uh, which is in the system is actually a way to vote against them because you are ensuring that your vote under no circumstances will be able to benefit that candidate. And you can do so in a way that guarantees everybody except them could possibly be benefited. Yep. A lot of value there. I I would be, (laughs) I I would be remiss to say uh, we cannot forget how much this would benefit libertarians. Um, Now in the main system, the system is still, semi-rigged against libertarians they actually dropped the the third party candidate off between the first and the second round if nobody hit 50 percent. yeah that's the difference between kind of the system that i've been discussing and the system that you've been discussing is whether you're ranking and allotting one vote uh but going for a majority uh approval or if you are ranking kind of based on a point system where you're weighting your vote more heavily for your more preferred candidate in which case that system heavily encourages centrism and and 
And both are both are types of ranked choice voting. So it's not like one of us got it wrong. There's just different examples, you know, and so it's different it, ways to institute it. Right. And so Maine, you know, to, to explain what you were talking about, Maine, what it is, is they say we'll take all the first place votes, just the first place votes first. If nobody breaks 50 percent, we'll drop the last place guy off and then include the next the next place person. Now, they could and it would still be ranked cho- choice voting keep that third guy on there and see who got the most second place votes. And that's the point at which we say, oh, if they if they allowed all three on there, suddenly libertarians start to win elections a lot. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are like, well, I'll vote Trump first, but I'm never Hillary, so here's Gary Johnson. Or the exact opposite. I'll vote you know, Hillary Clinton and then Gary Johnson just in case, but I want to make sure Trump never gets in there. You know, it also removes the spoiler vote argument. You know, you can say, well, I'm going to vote for Gary Johnson, Mm -hmm. but if he is not a candidate who can win, my second choice place uh, vote will go to whoever I think is the lesser of two evils, so to speak. Yes, exactly. So, so, and and that, and that's just part of, you were talking about that, the value of the vote, you know, you get the value in, in each of those votes as well as never being responsible for a bad candidate. Right. Um, And you never waste a vote because your vote will always be, you know, reallotted. And the idea is that it creates, uh, it creates more approval, uh, across the board. Everybody is kind of happier with it. Yeah. Um, especially in, in systems where they do have a majority requirement. That was actually something that came up in um, the main system. So one of the things that makes it, like, I would guess, kind of be a, a hurdle to instituting this kind of system in the United States is it has to be done on a state-by-state basis. And in each state, you have to look at the current state of the electoral laws and especially the state constitution. And in Maine, this was uh, passed by ballot initiative initially. But the way that it was passed, um, they basically they didn't realize that it was not completely constitutional because the main constitution actually uh, uses the word plurality, I believe, uh, when talking about uh, how to elect state level representatives. So in Maine, the election only went forward on ranked choice for federal representatives because there was no state constitutional conflict or federal constitutional conflict with that. But uh, in cases where it actually says a plurality in the state constitution, it would require a constitutional amendment in order to uh, institute a system like like this kind of ranked choice if it requires a majority. Um, And, you know, those are kind of little things that have to be navigated around, but 50 different times in every different state. Well, it's important to know if you actually want to change things. Like yes. you and I are discussing. Sorry, this. I jumped to that conclusion. No, <laughs> and that's, well, no, that's perfect. I mean, you and I are talking, you know, we started off talking about it as like a, you know, hypothetical. Wouldn't this be great? Wouldn't that be great? You know, and, and we're talking about this so that we create understanding for the listeners. But if it sounds like something you want to institute, and indeed you should, or, uh, you know, unless you are, again, one of our <clears throat> far right or far left wing viewers. We're. We are fans of this system. We'd love to see more of it. Yes. And if this is something you want to change, you want to look at where's my starting point? Do I need to amend our state constitution, which is very possible, gets amended a lot in most states. And uh, or can I jump straight to the ballot initiative? Now, the fact that this passed on a ballot initiative is main. That's that's a huge hope for me. Because this means that people are starting to want this and starting to love it. Yes, they did the drop the third party candidate after the 50% thing or whatever. You don't have to have that in yours if you introduce it that way. Maybe that's the only way your legislator, 
legislator will let it be introduced. But either way, it's something that can definitely help libertarians. I mean, let, let's be straight up. Gary Johnson, there is a very good chance he would have won the election this last time. Neither one got 50%. And you have to wonder how many would have been like, I'm okay with Trump or Johnson or Hillary and Johnson, but never the other person. In which case, Johnson wins then between the combination of first and second place votes, since nobody broke 50%. So, I mean, that's at the federal level. That's the presidential one. But even on the local level, you know, things can change. At the state level, things can change. And this is something that has popularity. And uh, we're so used to introducing unpopular things as libertarians, we almost don't know what to do when it gains popularity. Mm -hmm. So now that we have it, you know, what Sarah's saying, you can introduce it at, you know, at, the, at, at your state level and find out what you have to do um, to, to see where it goes forward from here. So, you know, and this is just one example of an alternative voting system. Um, I mean, that's something that I hope Hody and I will be able to go into a couple of other alternatives in future episodes but um i mean there's there's a lot more to the way that we can um orchestrate and institute our democracy and our republic uh yeah. than the way we do it right now yeah you and i talk about voting a lot and i think you know i mean hey if we're the ones passionate about it then that's fine i think that that it does need a good hard examination i think um, now you and I haven't talked about voter ID, but I know from talking to you personally that, that we kind of agree on the same subjects and, and, and there's certain things that I just feel like the system needs to be looked at overall. It's very outdated. It's very well, the rules from, you know, the 1700s or what's, what we're defined by. I mean, down from having to go to it, like a voting booth and the, the weird things you have to do to get an absentee ballot. And yeah, you know, I, I just think that the whole system could use like, like a freshener now that we have the internet, you mm -hmm. know, I think it's always been bizarre to me that things like ranked choice voting aren't there when I, you know, well, we'll have to discuss blockchain voting at some point then blockchain vo voting. I mean, the fact that I can get like online, like $180,000 mortgage, but you know, they won't, but you know, I can't vote though. That I've always liked approval voting for um, judges, especially. Yeah. Which approval voting is a, is a, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a pretty straightforward system where um, essentially you, rather than having a uh, an incumbent always have the option of facing a challenger, you first uh, have a vote on the incumbent, just up or down. Did they do a good job or did they not? And if they did not do a good job, then you get two new candidates. Which makes the most sense for judges because they don't actually run on um, a lot of times they don't have the party next to them. Uh, well, I, I, I find North that Carolina, they do again. They do um, in North Carolina. Yeah, we uh, we just reinstituted that uh, last reinstituted uh, it. You're going oh, the wrong way. Yeah, apparently we're the only country in 100 years who has gone that direction. Oh, my gosh. OK, well, yeah. that's another topic. Yeah. Uh, either way, I know that uh, out here, that's the one people get into the voting booth and they always tell each other outside of the vote. They're like, I didn't know what to do with that part. Like, I didn't know who those people were. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, I've, if nothing else, hopefully we can teach people what to do when they get there to vote. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I think people get so, you know, the federal representatives and the ballot initiatives and they know exactly what they're doing. And then the second two thirds of the ballot, they're like, oh, yeah, so they're like, wait, what are bonds? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is this here? Wait, we're cleaning up wording. Are we cleaning up in a way that I want to clean? I don't know mm -hmm. what's going on here. All right. Well, uh, Sarah, it was excellent talking to you. 
well, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for listening in and be sure to uh, check out wearelibertarians.com and like and subscribe to us on all of your social media platforms and podcasting apps. Yep. Ditto what she said. Laters. <laughs>